familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Since breastfeeding requires that a baby has full range of motion with his tongue, jaw, and neck, some babies may require a little extra assistance to relax these areas and their central nervous systems. One technique is craniosacral therapy. I'm Jennifer McIsaac, a massage therapist and holistic health practitioner and owner of JM Therapeutics in San Diego, California. Today we'll be discussing how craniosacral therapy can improve breastfeeding. This is The Boob Group, Episode 13. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding, and we would love for you to become a part of our show. All you have to do is visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and send us comments or suggestions through our contact link, or check out our brand new Facebook page. Today, I'm joined by three fabulous panelists in our studio. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Jessica Hilt. I'm 36. I'm a uh, technical outreach coordinator and fiction writer. I have one child, and she just turned one. I'm Christina Williams. I'm 33 years old. Um, I am um, in medical education. I have one daughter, and she is six months old. I'm Susan Carrasco. I am an occupational therapist, a pediatric occupational therapist. I have one daughter, and she is almost four months old. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Before we begin our show today, we will hear from Amber McCann talking about the best online breastfeeding resources. 
Hello, Boob Group listeners. I'm Amber McCann, an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Nourish Breastfeeding Support just outside of Washington, D.C. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions when it comes to finding quality breastfeeding resources online, such as, where's the best place to connect with other breastfeeding mothers? Today, we're going to be highlighting my very favorite online resource that allows for mothers to connect directly with other mothers, the Facebook page for the Leaky Boob, which can be found at www.facebook.com backslash the Leaky Boob. The Leaky Boob was started by Jessica Martin Weber in 2010. She shared with me recently that because of a health challenge with her youngest child, she'd been pumping and had built up a pretty significant supply. Constantly leaking, her older girls would point out, Hey, Mom, your boob is leaking again. It became a family joke to call her the Leaky Boob. It was during that time that she wrote a piece about breastfeeding in public on their family blog, and it garnered quite a bit of attention outside of her regular readers. With the encouragement of her friends, she decided to start a site dedicated specifically to breastfeeding, and the Leaky Boob was born. While the Leaky Boob also features a fantastic blog highlighting real and honest perspectives on breastfeeding and motherhood, it's the Facebook page where the diverse group of mothers come together to ask questions, share experiences, get to know each other. That's where the Leaky Boob really shines. This is the place where you can say about breastfeeding either, I'm just not sure I can do this one more day, or I've never experienced anything so exhilarating in all my life. And you're equally met with a sense of, I am not alone. So, the next time it's 3 a.m. and you're up for a middle-of-the-night feeding, wondering if that gulping sound your little one is doing means he's either an alien or an absolutely and completely normal breastfeeding child, check out the Leaky Boob's Facebook page at www.facebook.com backslash the Leaky Boob. Thank you for listening. I'm Amber McCann, and I'd love for you to check out my website at www.nourishbreastfeeding.com for information on my business and a little bit more about where to get connected with great online breastfeeding support. Or join me on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com backslash nourishbreastfeedingsupport. And if you have a great online breastfeeding resource you would like us to know about, please send me an email to amber at nourishbreastfeeding.com or share it on the Boob Group Facebook page. Be sure to listen to the Boob Group each week for more fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and how to find great breastfeeding support. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So today on The Boob Group, we're discussing how craniosacral therapy can be used to improve your breastfeeding experience. Our expert, Jennifer McIsaac, is a massage therapist and holistic practitioner, as well as owner of the JM Therapeutics in San Diego, California. So Jennifer, let's start with the basics. What is craniosacral therapy? 
Okay, craniosacral therapy has its roots in cranial osteopathy, and what it is is it's a system of techniques and diagnostic tools that really focuses on the soft tissue structures that surround the brain and the spinal cord, as well as the nerves. And by using just such a light force, because it interfaces so directly with the whole central nervous system, it can relax the brain and the body in far less time than any other technique I've tried. And you mentioned the soft touch, and that's kind of how I describe it to mm-hmm. my patients when I or my clients when I recommend seeing a craniosacral therapist. How is it that, well, first of all, how, how much pressure would you describe that you're using as well as how is it possible that that simple light touch can make such a difference? Yeah, um, the, the weight's between one and five grams. So five grams is the weight of a nickel. So we may be as light as a fifth of that weight. And the reason, especially in infants, that it works so well is, one, because their connective tissue is so soft. There's a lot of good communication in the nervous system. And when we're working on such specific structures, you don't need a lot of, you don't need a lot of force. It's right there. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and just a little bit about you. What type of training did you receive, and did you need extra hours to actually specialize in working on infants? Absolutely. Um, with craniosacral therapy, because since its inception, it's been used quite extensively on young children and infants, um, really from the time you take your first introductory workshop, you are getting information about pediatrics and the difference between um, the skulls and the nervous systems of newborns as well as those of adults and how we go through different changes. Changes uh, throughout our lives. Um, and then you start getting more once you get into your second and third and fourth levels. And um, to do specifically for pediatrics, there are two pediatrics courses that you can take. And it's about 50 hours worth of supervised contact time where you're working with advanced therapists um, with not just the infants and the children, but also with the whole family. My daughter had a really hard time latching when um, I was first starting to breastfeed her. How would this kind of therapy have helped her? Yeah, it really depends on what's the nature of the latch problem. Um, You know, you can see 10 different newborns with something that seems to be the same type of problem. But then once we get in there and we start to evaluate the membrane structures, the palate, the tongue, um, and really all the way down into the sacrum, you may find that the road that each of these infants took to get to that that area is completely different. Um, Usually what we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll just start with the latch and we'll see, you know, where our fingers being pulled to into the mouth. If there are tensions on one side, typically that's kind of where the force of the suction type tends to go. Um, And also just checking the jaw. I've seen so many newborns with giant trigger points, you know, in those little tiny jaw muscles. I know that you guys took your babies to craniosacral therapy. And so why why was it that you sought this out? Um, I originally sought it out because my daughter was born with a tongue tie and she had the um, her frenulum clipped. And we were having lots and lots of issues breastfeeding even after that clipping had um, taken place. So we just needed the extra support to help her learn how to use that musculature again and, and to relax. She had a lot of um, tightness in her jaw and, and in other areas, so it was really beneficial. Yeah, how about you, Christina? My experience is similar to Susan's. Um, my daughter had her um, tongue tie clipped also about one week, and um, we went to craniosacral therapy when she was about three weeks old, um, and it really helped her relax her jaw muscles. She had a really strong gag reflex, mm-hmm. um, and it was really helpful for her to have that relaxed as well. 
And I see, Jessica, you were actually shaking your head and nodding. And it, it, I didn't realize that all three of you actually had babies who had tongue ties. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I can't believe when you're when you're having conversations with people on difficulties in breastfeeding, how many people have went and had to get a, a tongue tie clipped. Yeah. It's it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> and so when you took your babies to this craniosacral therapy appointment, um, what did it look like? It looked like the most calm, beautiful thing ever. <laughs> In fact, the first time we went, she was about three weeks old, maybe two weeks old, and she had not been sleeping at all. And she slept through the whole first session and I think like a two-hour nap afterward. And we wow. were all in awe. My mother was in there, my husband, and we were all like, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. It completely relaxed her. It was beautiful and very, very gentle, you know. I was very nervous because my daughter had severe colic and was crying all the time. And I thought, I'm going to bring her in here and she's going to scream her head off and we're going to get nothing done. And it was the opposite of that. I was I was so nervous walking into it. Um, and she slept through the whole thing. That was the first time I'd had more than two hours to sleep and still to this day may have been the only time I've slept <laughs> for two hours. Um, she slept great that day and it was wonderful. That's great. Um, Jennifer, what typically happens at a craniosacral therapy appointment and how long does it typically last for? Yeah, it really, once again, it depends on the baby and how upset he or she is coming into the appointment. And I personally schedule my time to allow for extra, extra time just in case we need to let the baby get a little bit more comfortable with what's about to happen. Um, I think it's really important to give the infants their space, let them express their happiness or unhappiness about being there and let them kind of relax in the nice environment. I have music going, the lights are dim. So it's a very relaxing experience for mom and babies. And the treatment sometimes can, you know, the actual time where we're doing work can only is usually about 20 to maybe 30 minutes. The rest of the time can be evaluation and then letting our work kind of settle in, giving them a few minutes, maybe having mom um, nurse for a few minutes. We can check to see the progress. Then we come in, do a little bit more work, um, and then just, you know, evaluate from there. And all of the, would you, are they called manipulations or... Um, or massage, like what exactly? Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I want to call it the correct thing, but essentially when your hand is on the baby, is it only on the outside? Do you work in the, in the mouth as well? Yes, I work inside the mouth. I work on the head. I work along the spine. And even sometimes we're working down into the pelvis for them. And I think to use the term like a soft touch, uh, soft tissue manipulation is a pretty accurate way to describe what we're doing. Um, I think it goes beyond what you would think of with massage. Um, and definitely if you've ever seen a craniosacral therapy treatment, um, it kind of looks like our hands are just sitting there for 45 minutes and we're not doing anything. Um, because we don't have to use a lot of force and the movements that we're feeling for are very, very subtle. I took my son to a craniosacral therapist when he was actually four and a half. Mm -hmm. And we were working on um, tummy issues and sensory mm -hmm. issues. And he loved it. And so that actually sold me on mm -hmm. it as recommending it um, for my babies because my son was so sensitive to touch and he just melted like butter on her table. And I was like, well, if, he, if they can do that to my sensitive four and a half year old, there's a very good chance it's going to be, you know, very helpful for moms of little infants. And so, and I've heard stories like Susan's and Christina's over and over again that their babies melt on the table, just fall asleep into this peaceful, you know, essence almost. And so that's okay. Very cool. Now, um, just another question about, um, working in the mouth as well. What are you feeling for in the mouth when you're working in there? 
Um, we're feeling for a lot of different things. Um, sometimes I'll come in and what I'm just evaluating for is the quality of the suck. Do I feel like my finger's being drawn up into the top of the palate? Um, what do I feel the tongue is doing? Um, do I feel like the whole jaw itself is rotated as one side tighter than the other? Um, then I'm also feeling for the coordination of the movement. Um, but then also I'm feeling for the, the different, um, the way the bones insert and meet together on the top of the palate. Um, there are some tiny little muscles in the top of the soft palate that sometimes you can get restrictions there and it actually pulls the back of the palate up. Um, you know, is there some sort of um, asymmetry that I feel up onto the bones of the hard palate into the maxillary bones? Does Is one coming up higher than the other? Um, does it feel like it's shearing to one side or the other? So there's lots of things that we're feeling for. Yeah. Okay. And ladies, um, before you went, what were you most nervous about walking into there? I mean, Christina, you had mentioned that your baby was going to scream the whole time she was in there. That, um, and I was, I was, expecting I was afraid that it was going to be like a chiropractic appointment you see these images of people getting their necks cracked and and I was very curious as to what was really going to happen and so that's the image I had in my head um, but it was nothing like that I had had some exposure because of what I do in my profession to knowing a little bit about craniosacral therapy so I wasn't necessarily fearful um, but I was intrigued as to how is this going to help my baby breastfeed better um because I had most often really thought of it for adults, to be honest with you. I didn't realize that it could do such wonderful things for babies, and it definitely did help. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss how craniosacral therapy can help with other challenges other than breastfeeding and also how to possibly convince a skeptical family member, a pediatrician, that uh, craniosacral therapy is needed. So we'll be right back. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Jennifer McIsaac talking about craniosacral therapy. Uh, so, Jennifer, in your experience, how often should a baby be seen um, and be treated with craniosacral therapy? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, it, it, once again, it depends upon the baby. It depends on what's going on. Um, you know, sometimes there can be some problems with birth-related trauma, sunny-side-up deliveries, um, you know, complications with vacuum extraction forceps. And so sometimes when you're working with infants that also have those those issues going on, um, I believe that less is more. And I like to be as non-invasive and let things settle in because that's one thing about infants is they are perfect for this work because they are so programmed to reorganize. Everything about their body is about learning and integrating sensation and, you know, um, and so they're in the perfect position to receive this work. Um, typically, if we're just dealing with a mouth coordination issue that's coming from a frenulum, you can expect that you're going to need to be seen for about two to maybe three visits. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and ladies, I know when I find I go to the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, I often feel and see these great results immediately, kind of like you're talking about uh, Jennifer as well. And then the next few days, I find that some of those results wear off a little bit, like I take two step forwards and one step back. And so did you notice this pattern with your babies um, after craniosacral therapy? And how long did it take your babies to get the results you were looking for? Or have you even, you know, arrived at those results yet? What would you say, Susan? I see you nodding your yeah. head over there. <laughs> well, I think I really saw results immediately. Definitely that first visit we had, um, she just was so much more relaxed. Um, but like you said, then a few days went by, or in my case, a couple of weeks, and I noticed um, her tongue wasn't coordinating as well as it was for that few days after the first visit. So um, we're actually still working with a therapist and Every day I feel like that she goes. Now we're just going once every few weeks. Um, I see, you know, positive results. Her, she, I always tell people she's more comfortable in her own skin. Yeah. I don't know how else to best describe it, but the, the feeding has gone better. Um, definitely less crying and she just seems to be more happy and comfy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a tune up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about you, Christina? You know, I had immediate results, and I did notice after a week or two, things got a little bit more relaxed. You know, she wasn't quite quite on par with what she was doing before. Um, going back, we went three times, and by the third time, I've seen those results last the whole time. And then, Jennifer, besides breastfeeding, how do you treat um, infants with craniosacral therapy? What are the other reasons that parents would bring their baby to you? Um, I see a lot of plagiocephaly, um, infants with misshapen heads. Um, and with our results and with using the helmet, is it, it costs about the same and it takes about the same amount of time. Um, and I do get pediatrician referrals for that as well. Um, also, infant torticollis is a big issue that we see. Would you describe that, please? Yeah. Yeah, with infant torticollis, it basically means wry neck and that <clears throat> the muscle tissue on one side of the neck and the head tends to get constricted and so it pulls the head off to one side or the other. And this something this is something that if left untreated, then what you can see is that the muscles on that shortened side may not grow, um, grow normally. Um, and so that could become a more or less permanent condition. And I find that if I can get in and work with the infants, you know, right away, then usually in like one to two sessions, we can clear up the problem and it never comes back. And again, because a lot of times when they're getting the helmets, it's when they're how old, like a year old. And so by then they, you know, it's, they have a flatter head um, and lots of other issues. And so you're saying if, if the parents had the the recommendation earlier on, they may not have had to go down that road. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of times the earlier we can go ahead and start to intervene, the faster the recovery is and the less time it takes. Yeah. How about um, working on the gut as well? We have so many fussy, fussy babies. Um, do you find that that's something craniosacral therapy can help with as well? Yeah, craniosacral therapy can help with that. Um, one of the things, one of the complications that I see a lot with gut issues um, is that the babies have some sort of irritation or allergy to something else, um, and then that is triggering some of the intestinal, you know, the intestinal issues and the colic as well. So really kind of figuring out what, what the root of the problem is. It may not be something that needs body work, but just removing something from the diet or Absolutely. seeing what's the offender. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jessica, I know you had a question. Jennifer, I'm, I'm the skeptic. How would you convince me um, that craniosacral therapy would work for my daughter in, 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 in particular in a breastfeeding issue? Yeah, in a breastfeeding issue, um, usually I just try to keep it simple 
for people to understand is that imagine you just went to the dentist and you had your mouth open for two hours and your jaw's really sore. Now go eat some taffy. How does that feel? (laughs) And a lot of what we experience as adults, infants are experiencing as well. They just don't have the words to articulate it. So instead they cry, they shake their head, they gnash their teeth. Not only family members or even just um, kind of convincing a mom, but sometimes I come up with a pediatrician I actually have to convince as well. And because occupational therapy is covered, sometimes they'll go that route rather than craniosacral therapy. Do you, you said you do get referrals from pediatricians, though. Have you have you essentially established relationships with them and that's kind of how they, they, they've bought into craniosacral therapy? Um, I have several clients and several moms who are physical therapists who have come in to see me and usually the introduction comes through the parents that the pediatrician has somehow had a personal experience or have seen the work with their patients. Um, it's hard to argue with the effectiveness of a therapy if you're a pediatrician and you're seeing this infant with this flattened head and now all of a sudden they've gone in for two or three craniosacral sacral treatments, and now you can see that that head has changed shape. It's kind of hard to argue with those results. Absolutely. Um, did you find, Christina, that it was hard to be convinced to go see a craniosacral therapist, or did you have any kind of naysayers in, in your family or friends? I'm always interested in alternative therapies, so it wasn't hard for me to make that decision. And I think um, most of the people in my life knew we were having such a hard time. Nobody was about to say, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was able to tell a lot of people about our experience, and um, I've had a couple people go and seek cranial sacral therapy for themselves. So I think that's really great. Yeah. How about you, Susan? Um, yes. In fact, I was probably the only one that was all for it. <laughs> so I had to convince, you know, many members of our family. But I think even after them seeing that, that first session, the results, um, they were convinced as well. So. Nice. Well, fantastic. Well, ladies, thank you so much for um, being our panelists. And a huge thank you, Jennifer, uh, for your insight into craniosacral therapy and how it can improve breastfeeding. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So before we end our show, we will hear from Wendy Wright talking about breastfeeding tips for the working mom. Hi, Boob Group listeners. I'm Wendy Wright, an internationally board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Lactation Navigation in Palo Alto, California. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions about returning to work as a breastfeeding mother. One of the questions we routinely receive is, what will I need from my employer so I can return to work while breastfeeding? This is a great question and very, very important to discuss with your employer, if at all possible, before leaving for maternity leave. There are three items that your employer can provide that would be extremely helpful for your breastfeeding career. The first is a private space. This is preferably a room with good lighting, an electrical outlet, and a comfortable chair. This could be an office, 
a conference room, or even a large supply closet. The only provision that is mentioned in the law is that this is not a bathroom. So any other room within your building that you would feel safe and secure, clean, well-lit, will be great for breastfeeding and pumping while at work. The other item that your employer should provide is flexible break time to use for pumping. The first few months back at work, you will need to pump approximately every three hours. That looks like two breaks, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, plus pumping on your lunch hour. This is a great way to maintain your breast milk supply, to make yourself feel comfortable during the day, and to provide enough milk for your infant for the following day before your infant starts solids. The last item that your employer can provide so that you can return to work easily while breastfeeding is a supportive company policy. Oftentimes, this is overlooked. However, it's not simply enough to have an agreement between the HR individuals and the employee who is pumping at work. It's an excellent idea to have a company policy so that other employees are entitled to the same rights, so that managers and supervisors and peers all know what to expect, and so that your rights are protected. Sample policies can be found on my website at www. Dot lactationnav.com. Thanks so much for listening today. Visit the website for more information about my business, Lactation Navigation, and be sure to listen to the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and our Facebook page to offer your stories about your experiences with craniosacral therapy. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we'll be talking with Plage Plehall about baby wearing and breastfeeding. Thanks for listening to the Boob Group because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.